When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Kendra Winchester, a contributor to Audiophile, is my guest for the whole week. And she's been suggesting some really great audiobooks. So keep it up, Kendra. <laughs> well, today we're talking about Roses in the Mouth of a Lion by Bushra Rechman. And the author reads the book as well, which uh, is great to see. And, you know, she does a fantastic job. And this book focuses on a Pakistani-American girl who grows up in Corona in Queens. And she lives in a very, like, insular Pakistani Muslim community. And it really gives me a Tree Grows in Brooklyn vibes, kind of. I love that book. Yeah, like, it's a different, obviously, a lot of different... Era. Different yeah. era, different group. But it has that New York City coming of age for a girl kind of situation, which I always love to read. And it's a novel, not a memoir. Correct. So A Tree Grows in Brooklyn Vibe, that's also means that there are money issues. They're not rich. Right. So it is a working class neighborhood. And she describes the different jobs that the men in the community have. And her dad owns a store and they're trying to make ends meet and there's a lot of drama in the community so it's a very much character focused novel and we see her friends and you have a lot of wonderful moments between her and her family uh you know Razia our protagonist loves school but her mom was not allowed to get an education back in Pakistan so her mom is a big champion of Razia getting an education in America was Razia born here or in Pakistan did she immigrate as well or was she born in the United States I believe she was born in the U.S. and her sister is born in the U.S. But what was really struck me about the book is that they do find a community of Pakistani and Pakistani American people in Corona. But as you know, the girls get older, it, a lot of their freedom kind of shrinks, and there are more and more expectations of them marrying young, having children, and their education then would would take a back seat. And so Razia doesn't necessarily want that. So she goes and finds a school in Manhattan and is accepted. And the author does a great job of like capturing that emotional turmoil that comes from being a young girl uh, trying to come into her own. She also then, she goes to Stuyvesant, which is a great school in Manhattan, and she begins to have feelings for another girl. She does. She falls in love for the first time, and she doesn't really know what to do with this. How can something be so lovely 
be wrong as her parents have told her. And so she's forced to make some really hard decisions in the novel. Well, why don't we listen to a little bit of it? Do you have to set this up for us? Well, this is the author reading the description of Corona, the neighborhood in Queens, where their protagonist is from. And it really just perfectly sets the scene. Okay, this is Roses in the Mouth of a Lion. It's written and read by Bushra Rahman. Corona. I'm talking about a little village perched under the number seven train in Queens, between Junction Boulevard and 111th Street. I'm talking about the Lemon Ice King, Spaghetti Park, and PS19. The Corona F. Scott Fitzgerald called the Valley of Ashes as the Great Gatsby drove past it on his night of carousal, but what me and my own know is home. And we didn't know about any Valley of Ashes, because by then it had been topped off by our houses. You know, the kind made from brick, this tan color, no self-respecting brick would be at all. That's Corona. And you know the song by Paul Simon? The one where he says, goodbye to Rosie, the queen of Corona, seeing me and Julio down by the schoolyard? Well, at first I couldn't believe it was Corona he was singing about. Because why would Paul Simon be singing about Corona? I didn't see many white people there, unless they were policemen or firemen. And I didn't think Paul Simon had ever been one of those. Then I saw these pictures of him standing in front of one of those tan brick homes. What I thought was a lie was true. That is a great description of Corona. I know Corona well um, as a New Yorker. Um, But she has a lovely voice. And it's like she's telling it to you. It feels like she's sitting just across from you while you're having coffee, and she's just decided to tell you this story, and you know we're all here for it. I just really appreciate her sharing the story, and and she has a, her emotional um, voice performance has that connection with the protagonist and with her you know story that a narrator needs, and she just pulls off the audiobook beautifully. It really does sound wonderful. This is really shooting to the top of my list. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) It is. This is Roses in the Mouth of a Lion. It's written and read by Bushra Rachman. And thank you so much, Kendra. I will talk to you tomorrow. All right. Support for Behind the Mic comes from author Rob White's The Maestro Monologue, a punch audio production. This week, a bonus edition of Behind the Mic. Author Brad Meltzer and Golden Voice Scott Brick talk about their two decades-long partnership. When my grandmother, years ago, was going blind and deaf, the only books, before anyone was really into audiobooks, she could only use an audiobook because she just couldn't see anymore. So she could hear a little, but she couldn't see. And I gave her Scott's first recording that he ever did, a thriller of mine called The First Council. Mm -hmm. And I waited for her reply, and she said, Darling... I got to tell you, he sounds handsome. <laughs> and that's when I knew we had our guy. That was it. He has told me that story so many times, Joe. And uh, whenever we exchange a, a text or an email, and I let him know, hey, I'm getting started in the studio pretty quick. And he'll text back and he'll say, you sound handsome as ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's Brad Meltzer and Scott Brick. This week on a bonus edition of Behind the Mic.